Thanks for checking out the Relentless Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. All right. Have you ever been stuck in line? It's not fun. Anybody enjoy standing in line? Like, you just love to. I know, right? Or uh, maybe for those of you that drive, you ever been stuck in traffic? It's frustrating when we have to wait. Anybody hate waiting? Now, see... You might be thinking, no, you know, like a little bit, but not that bad. You might be thinking, you know, I don't like waiting, but I don't hate waiting. But let me give you a couple of examples of some stuff that, uh, that maybe, maybe you don't immediately think of. Like, uh, you ever, how many of you uh, enjoy slow Wi-Fi? Right? Love it. Absolutely. Like, that would drive you nuts, especially if you, like, go to load something and you have to have an update, and then you got to wait for the update. You know what I'm talking about? Is that just an iPhone thing? Okay. So we're in a series. We are continuing a series called what? Hey, it's on the screen. Give yourselves a hand. Good job, guys. We're in a series called Cultivate. Cultivate is a big fancy word to grow things, to intentionally grow things. The definition you'll see up there on the screen here in a second, it says to break up soil in preparation for sowing or planting. Why? Because, and we've kind of talked about this every week, but I'll mention it just to kind of remind us or to tell you that haven't been here. Uh, because things that grow on their own in your life are not good things. Just like in, in actual like flower garden, flower bed type things. The things that grow with no help, with no planting, with no purpose are weeds and stuff like that that usually is not good for your garden. If you want the good things in your life to grow, you have to have purpose. You have to be intentional about it. It requires some uh, attention. And so that's kind of what we're doing throughout the series, excuse me, the whole summer is we're being intentional. We're being intentional about what we're growing in our lives. And what we're focusing on comes from the book of Galatians. It's in the Bible. Chapter 5, you'll see it on the screen. It says Galatians, it's Galatians 5, chapter 5, 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And we've kind of talked about a few of these so far. We've talked about love, joy, and peace. And if you missed out on any of those, if you can go back and listen to them if you really want to. It's on the, uh, we have a podcast if you've got iTunes or if you have access to that, it's an Apple podcast. You just search the Relentless podcast and there it is. So this week you heard me say earlier, we're going to talk about patience. We're going to talk about how to cultivate patience. Everybody say patience. Patience. Patience is not fun. Patience is the one topic that really most people don't want to talk about. For instance, I have two different people that are going to speak over the next few weeks, three actually, that will speak over the rest of the series on a variety of topics. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Phillip, he's out there tonight, but he's going to speak uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Kathleen is going to talk in a few weeks. My wife Christy is going to talk in a few weeks. It's going to be great. Now, the one thing that at least two, if not all three of them said, whenever I said, hey, do you want to do a week of this series? The one thing that they all said was, I don't want to do patience. I don't want to do it. It's just, it's a common thing. If you ever ask anybody, hey, will you teach? They usually jokingly will say something or it comes up a lot. Hey, as long as I don't have to teach on patience. Why? Because when you talk about patience, a couple things happen. Number one, it's not a fun topic, but number two, it implies that your patience will be tested. So let me apologize to you before we even get into it that me now telling you about patience means that your patience will probably be put to the test. I'm sorry, that's going to happen. You can just go ahead and, and say, it's okay, PK, and forgive me. So patience is not fun. It's not exciting. It's not, I'll be honest, it's not the most exciting of topics when I go, we're going to talk about patience. You don't 
really, you know, freak out or, or do anything great. Uh, it's not even the most uh, appealing thing. It's, it's a word that often makes people roll their eyes. If somebody, if you need something or you're waiting on something, and somebody says, hey, have patience, something in you almost internally responds negatively. Like you either roll your eyes. If I tell my kids, just wait. I mean, you've seen my kids. If you've been around them, you know they don't wait. And no kid really does, but my kids especially, they don't have a patient bone in them. They just, it's not a natural thing. It's a developed thing. People say patience and you grit your teeth or run away or go the other direction. Patience is hard. It just is. And it's especially hard because the culture that we live in is what I would call a now culture. We want stuff faster, not slower. We don't want to wait. We want our food faster. Y'all are too young to remember, but there was this thing back whenever I was a kid and a little bit before then from, y'all ever heard of Domino's? Y'all know Domino's Pizza? Yeah, Domino's Pizza had this promotion for a while where if they didn't get you your pizza in 30 minutes or less, you got it for free. I remember that was a big deal when I was a kid. Like, like people ordered pizza. That was a fairly common thing. They made it a big deal. Why? Because they needed customers. They knew that if we could put out a promise that we will get your pizza to you fast, then you will change your pizza customer and you'll come to us. And guess what? It worked. They went from being like the number four pizza chain to being like the number two pizza chain overnight, it seems, because they went out there. They knew people wanted food faster, so they got it to them. But it's gotten so much faster than that now. Anybody used Uber Eats before? Man, you don't even have to put on pants. I mean, you do like when they get there, hopefully, but like that's a weird statement. But like you don't even have to get up. If you need a Big Mac, you don't even have to get out of your chair now. You just Uber Eats it to your front door and they get it to you. It's amazing. It's overpriced, but it's amazing. But we want our food fast, all right? That's why we have a whole chain of food called fast food, because we couldn't go to a restaurant that's too slow. We needed to go to a drive-thru one because we need it faster, right? Or uh, I said it earlier, Wi-Fi. Anybody ever, like, if you've got an option of, like, multiple Wi-Fi networks or Wi-Fi or LTE, you switch back and forth, like, which one's going to be the fastest? I do that at my house. I got my data plan and I got my home Wi-Fi. And there are times where I will clock both of them and go, which one's faster? Because I want the fast one. Or internet service providers all the time, you guys maybe don't deal with this that much, but, like, AT&T, Verizon, they're always trying to compete each other. You see all these commercials. Who's got the fastest network oh well sprint covers more but verizon's fast like it's a whole thing and they're trying to steal your business why because they have the faster more reliable network or maybe it's uh delivery maybe it's it's amazon prime amazon prime got anybody like you you use amazon prime so amazon prime comes along and they said hey you can order anything from our website and if you're an amazon prime customer we'll get it to you in two days which was amazing. I'm an Amazon Prime customer. I love it. Except that Amazon had to beat themselves. They came along and said, if two-day shipping ain't enough for you, we got Amazon Prime now. You can get it in less than an hour. Same day. You can get on your phone, order a case for your iPhone, and get it in 35 minutes delivered here. It's amazing. Now, you'll charge more for it. But still, because we couldn't wait five days. We couldn't wait two days. We need it same day, a.m. delivery. It's just the way it is. We need things faster. You get my point. So we are, we're in a world, we currently live in a world where everything needs to be quick and it needs to be efficient. We want things as fast as possible and we want them to work with no problems or difficulty. See, it's one thing to get something fast, but if you get something quick to you and it doesn't work right, well, then what good is that? We want it to be quick and we want it to work exactly how it's supposed to. And when things don't take, or when things take too long or don't work right, we freak out. Anybody lose patience easily? 
let's be honest. We want things to get to us quick, but we don't want them to take too long. The problem is we want things to get to us quickly, but we also want some sort of a deep, meaningful experience. What I mean is we want our food very quickly, but we also want it to be a life-changing meal. You know what I mean? Like, I want my food as fast as possible, but I also want it to taste like a 24-hour smoked brisket. But I need it to be way faster than that, you know? Or how many of you have, like, like, like relatives that make, like, soup or something? And it's like one of those soups that, like, boils for, like, there's a three-day process, right? But you want it right then. You don't want to put in the 42 hours worth of, like, work to get to there. You know what I'm saying? We want this, this quick solution, but we want it to be life-changing and, and, and everything. We want, we want to go see a, a, a movie, but we want, and we want, we want like the, the sequel. We want the next Avengers, Avengers 4. How many of you seen Infinity War? Yeah. Now, be honest, when you ended Infinity War, you were like, I need Avengers 4 now, right? But you don't want to wait the year and a half or whatever it takes to get it right. Now, now look, if you're not an Avengers person, just like, like pick whatever dumb movie you like and then attach it to this. I'm just kidding. Um, but that's what I'm saying. We want like the sequel to whatever we're watching or reading right then, but we don't want to wait for something quality. If they, listen, if they finished up Avengers Infinity War and, and knew they needed to make Avengers 4 like a week later and just like said, all right, we're going to shoot this whole thing in a week. I'm telling y'all, it would not be good. Like it takes time to get it right, to make it enjoyable for you to enjoy it. And we don't like that. Uh, we want our relationships, our, our friendships, our whatever. We want them to be these unbreakable ties, but we want that to be like as soon as we become friends or as soon as we start dating. We want this deep, meaningful relationship with another person, but you've only been dating a week. It's like, no, it takes some time. You don't just become, uh, never mind, we'll get on that one later. But none of that happens quickly. See, the problem is we approach life, and this is our spiritual life too, like we're skipping stones. Have you ever been, some of y'all are raised in the city, you never skipped stones before, but you ever gone to like a pond or a lake and tried to skip a stone before? If you've never done it, I, you probably have, but if you never have, you go up to the lake, you take the stone, and you throw it as hard as you can, kind of sidearm, and you want it to skip five, six times across the lake, across the water. That's what you want to do with it. And some of us approach our lives, whether that's our, our actual daily lives or our spiritual lives or a combination of the two, like we're skipping stones. We want to go as fast as possible. We want to skim these experiences, but there's no depth. And we wonder why the friends in our life are shallow. We wonder why our relationship with God is shallow. We wonder why our experiences and everything that we are going through is shallow. It's because we don't stop and take the time to gain any depth. That was deep, right? Yeah. That was deep. Depth, right? She spoke a word. That's the next one. Depth requires patience. Everybody say patience. I will say it again. Everybody say patience. Depth requires patience. So that leads us to the question that we're going to answer real fast in the next 10 minutes. What is patience? I'm going to throw that over my shoulder. What is patience? And how do we get it? What is patience and how do we get it? So there's two things you got to remember tonight. Two things. Everybody say two things. Two keys to patience. Two things to patience. Number one, number one, it's up on the screen. Stay calm. Everybody look at your person next to you and tell them, stay calm. Stay calm. Let me ask you a question. How short is your temper? Any short-tempered people in the room? Like, like it don't take much, and you just you 
snap, triggered. Like, you are there. Like, you know what I mean? You got like a 10-second fuse or a 5-second fuse or a 2-second fuse. Somebody just looks at you the wrong way and you're like, hey! You know what I mean? Some of us in the room have a little bit of a short fuse. Patience literally translates to long-tempered. That's what it means. Long-tempered means you take way longer than what is normally required to freak out. You're slow to anger. How many of you in the room would say you are slow to get angry? Maybe, eh, Rachel, yeah, you're nice. You're good. You're good. Rachel's probably so. Some of you are chill, and that's good. Maybe on the outside. Some of y'all are real good at being chill on the outside, but you are like a lava pit on the inside. Like, you're over there like, it's cool. Like, like somebody does something that sets you off, and you're on the outside, you're like, it's okay. I'm just going to smile because I'm so cute. And on the inside, you're like, I swear to God, I'll murder you right now if there were not witnesses right it's not that we don't have we have long tempers it's that we're really good at at controlling how much people see i was not that kind of kid i was a short-tempered kid if you've ever seen dash trip out that was about how i was as a kid i uh i just i had a short fuse i just i did not did not put up with it well especially when i was a kid which was great because i played football and so you could just kind of take that out on people they make you mad, and you do hitting drills, and you just kind of run into each other until you don't really feel angry anymore. Um, but patience literally means long-tempered. So if we say that we, uh, several of you were like, yes, that's me, I have a short fuse, you might need to work on some patience, all right? Proverbs tells us in the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 14, says, slowness to anger makes for deep understanding. A quick-tempered person stockpiles stupidity. So those of you that were like, yeah, that's me, I'm, I'm short-tempered, kind of stockpiling some stupidity. So if you want to work at cultivating patience, if you need to grow patience in your life, the first thing you have to do is you have to work at, and it is work, you have to work at staying calm. When something happens that doesn't go your way, when you have to be patient, when you have to wait a little bit, you have to remind yourself, sometimes physically remind yourself, work at, Calm down. Now, can I tell you, this is not easy, and it does require work. I'm a parent. It is hard to stay patient with my kids sometimes. I know that this is like a true, like confession, you didn't know this. There are times when we're driving home, it will probably happen tonight, when all four of them are trying to tell me something at the exact same time, at the loudest volume they possibly can, And you do not know what testing your patience is until you've heard, Dad, 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 37 times in a row, times four, because they're all four doing it. Now, the only thing worse than that is, Mom, 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 because they kind of switch back and forth. It's like surround sound. I will tell you, my patience is tested, because I'll try to answer one. Dad, yeah. And I'm answering the one, and then the other three while I'm answering the one are, Dad, Dad, Dad. You see how this gets annoying, right? Right? It it requires a little bit of patience. Now, I I wish I could say that I'm the most patient person ever, and I'm just like, what, sweetie? Keep yelling my name. I so enjoy it. It's wonderful. I don't, all right? It requires restraint. 
Restraint is the word. Sometimes restraint in me, and sometimes I'm about to restrain them, if you know what I mean, with the belt, right? Um, oh, some of, y'all, some of y'all really know. You were raised right, if you knew exactly what that was. Sometimes, sometimes it is work to stay calm. But in your life, you will have moments where your option is to either stay calm or lose your calm. And losing your calm will cost you way more. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So, number one, key to patience, stay calm. Number two, don't quit. Everybody say that. Say, don't quit. Do it again. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. (laughs) I was just going to see how long it would take y'all to quit, but Josh turned it into a whole thing. Hey, let me ask you a question. How easy do you give up? I mean, let's be honest. Some of y'all, some of you are like, man, I don't quit. Never. Unless, like, you get embarrassed and then you're like, man, forget this. Right? Right? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You, You don't quit if you're winning. Or if you feel like you're doing well, but, I mean, let's be honest. How easy do you quit? Be honest with yourself. When things get tough or don't go your way, do you quit? Do you give up? Do you just, do you excuse it away like, oh, man, this is not my thing. I'm not good at this. I'm going to go do something else. Maybe. Sometimes we do that. If there's something we're not good at, we just naturally just are like, man, forget this. I don't want to do this. This is stupid anyway. And it's not really stupid. You're just upset because you're not any good at it, right? I understand. I've been there myself. One of the most difficult things to uh, to keep doing is is to keep going when things don't seem like they're working. When you don't seem like you know what you're talking about. When you are doing something that you're not seeing any success, you're not seeing any productivity yet, you're not seeing anything to give you any confirmation that you're on the right track. You just have to keep going and not quit. It's difficult. It's difficult to, the, the, the word is to persevere, to keep going. I've seen this over and over again, and, and one way that I, I see it come, not with anybody in this room, so if you feel like I'm talking about you, let me go ahead and tell you that I'm not, but in other instances, is with dealing with the, the youth band. Not, not this youth band, and I mean that seriously, if you're a youth band member in the room, I'm not talking about you. But... In previous instances, I've dealt with people, that youth band members would be like, hey, I really want to learn guitar, or I really want to learn drums, or I really want to learn keyboards. And I'm like, cool, here's, here's some stuff for you to, to practice. Here's the, take it, go home, and practice. Now, if I am talking to you, don't, it's, it's okay. I'm not gonna, you're not going to hell. I'm just using you as an example. Sometimes the reason people don't learn guitar or don't learn guitar or piano or, or drums or anything is not because they don't have the ability. It's because they quit. You can't learn the piano overnight unless you're Cameron because, like, Cameron learned how to play piano, I feel like, in two days. It was insane. Cameron, I feel like, is an exception to this because it, literally, I like, Cameron couldn't play piano and then Cameron was, like, recording videos on Instagram. It was insane. But Cameron's an exception to that. What I mean is most people do not learn to play a musical instrument quickly. Why? Because it takes time. And a lot of people, you know why more people don't play musical instruments? Because they quit. They pick up a guitar. How many people have a guitar or piano or instrument of some kind sitting in your house, in your closet, probably untouched because you played it once upon a time, got bored, you quit, and it's still sitting there? Right? 
We do that all the time because they're hard. It's not easy. You go, man, I played that thing for two weeks and I didn't learn to play the guitar. It's hard. Yes. Yes, it does. You get blisters and you get eventually calluses and your hands are gross, but you learn to play if you don't quit. It's the same thing with losing weight. Trust me, I know this. It's not easy. That's why so many people get a gym membership in January and then by March they cancel it because they've paid for three months of something they didn't use. Because it's not easy. And people quit. So many things in our lives that could be cultivated, that could be grown, don't happen because we quit, because we lack patience. Don't quit. Endurance, perseverance, patience is the ability to remain consistent no matter the circumstances, even when you can't see what it, what's going on. Let me give you an example of this, and this is where we're going to close out. I said to the interns earlier today that God has a sense of humor because God, there are no coincidences when God does stuff, but there are some things that kind of coincidentally happen, and we go, oh, man, that's crazy. I, I can't believe that just happened, and God's like, you're welcome. Like, I've been planning that for a while. So one of the things is, um, I was planning on talking about it, it's in my notes. And Christy did the lesson for interns today and happened to talk about the very exact same thing. Um, you ever tried to plant seeds before? Probably when you were a kid, at least, you know, in school I feel like they make you do it, but maybe when you're a little older too, you just give this a shot. When you try to plant some sort of a seed in the soil, you know, all of us probably know a little bit about how that works, enough to know that you dig a little hole in some dirt, you put the seed in there, and you cover it up. If you're really smart, you know that you water it, get it some sunlight. And that's, we all can agree, that's about how much, I would say the average person knows about gardening. That's literally about all I know about gardening. There's not really, I don't know how to, I'm not really good at making things grow in that way. But I know that much. The problem comes with the after. See, I, I think everybody would be really good at growing things if it worked like this. You put the seed in the soil, you cover it up, you water it, you get it a little sunlight, and then you just start to see it grow. You're like, oh, I, look, I did it. I did the steps, and it grew. I would feel really great about that. The problem is, it doesn't work like that. You water the seed, and you, you leave it. You come back the next day, there's nothing there. There's just a slightly fresh dirt patch. Right? And you go, well, it looks the same as yesterday. I don't know if what I did yesterday worked. Let me do it again. So you water it a little bit. You get a little sun. You leave. Next day you come back. Nothing new. Right? So you water it again. You let it get some sun. You leave. You come back. Right? And you do this over and over again until what? Either nothing happens because you did it wrong, which is mostly me, or... Something sprouts. There's a leaf. There's a little stem. Whatever it is you're growing, there's something to show you, hey, this is growing. I feel like the problem with most people, the reason why we don't see more things grow in our life is because we don't have the patience to wait the time it takes for it to go from a seed in the dirt to something above ground. It's that unknown, like, is this working? I don't know. Well, it seems like it's not working, and we talk ourselves out of it. Our patience gets weaker and weaker and we don't have the patience to stick with it when we don't see it happening many times the reason that your walk your relationship with god your spiritual life isn't stronger is not because god is not stronger and it's not because you're not stronger it's because we don't have the patience in our lives to just stick with it when we don't immediately see results when 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 the the pizza of our life isn't delivered in 30 minutes or less 
we just lose it. We're like, forget it, I'm out. God, this thing doesn't seem to be working. You mean, I prayed that you would heal my grandmother. I prayed that you would save my friends. I prayed that you would do this amazing miracle. And I prayed it once today for at least five minutes and nothing happened, God. Clearly, you're not real. And God's saying, if you would just not quit, keep going. Don't quit. Many times, I wrote this, many times, Oh, there it is. Galatians. I'll get to that in a second. Many times the reason people don't see what they want or get where they want to go in their relationship with Jesus is simply because they quit before they got there. It's like running a marathon and you quit on mile. Gosh, I forgot how many miles are in a marathon now. It's like 13 point something. 26. That's a half marathon. I don't know. Math. If a marathon's 26 whatever miles and you quit on the 25th mile, you'd feel like if some if you read that in the paper, or the paper, none of y'all read the paper. If you saw that on the news, none of y'all read the news. If you saw that on your timeline, like you would feel like, whatever. If somebody Snapchatted you that, I don't know, <laughs> stupid. You know what I'm saying? If you saw that, you would think, what an idiot. He quit on the 25th. He was almost there. He did the whole thing. You would think this guy is stupid. Like it would be a, a, almost laughable. And yet we do that all the time with God, y'all. We go most of the way. We put in a lot of work. We, we stick with it for a while, and then we quit right before something happens. We plant the seed in our life. We water it, and we, we expect, and we do all the things we're supposed to do. And just before it breaks through the surface of the dirt, we're like, well, dig it up. Let's start all over again. Patience. It's not an easy thing. I get it. It's really not. And, and this is not a hate on millennials thing, but for y'all's generation, it's an even harder thing. Patience does not come easy to y'all's generation. And that's not a dig on y'all. There's a lot of strengths, but patience is not necessarily one of them. It's not with mine either, so don't feel bad. But what if we could be a little bit more patient in our lives? What if we could go a little bit further? If you could be just a little bit more patient in your life, allow God to continue to work in your life when you don't, necessarily immediately see the results i'm telling you you'll see things happen that you never thought possible simply because you just gave it a little bit more time you stayed calm and you didn't give up stand up here's why i want to close this out i want you to ask yourself something close your eyes be uh introspective for a second just ask yourself how patient am i You don't have to say it out loud. Say it in your brain. Be honest with yourself in the answer. Do you lose your temper fast? You need to work at staying calm. You quit when things don't go your way? You give up easy? You need to work on perseverance. Stop quitting so easily. You say you're going to do something, do it. Even when it's not fun. I told you at the beginning... Patience, this message is not a glamorous, amazing, inspiring, hilarious, fun topic. It's boring. Patience is boring. It's okay to say that. It's boring. It's dull. It's not exciting. But it will change your life. There's a reason it's a fruit of the Spirit. Patience. Patience. You need no greater example of patience than Jesus. Of course, Jesus is always the example, but... Think about Jesus standing there on trial, 
People are calling him every name in the book, saying all kinds of awful things about him. People he loved, people that were his own townspeople, his, his own people, just saying terrible things about him, accusing him of things that he didn't do. He didn't lose his temper. He didn't be like, well, you know what? Let me just tell you about all the sins I know in your life. He could have. He could have quit and said, forget this. I ain't dying on this cross. I'm going back to heaven. They fed me grapes there. That's probably not true, but I just pictured that for a second. That was my own weird brain. He could have. And yet he didn't. He said, you know what? I'm going to be patient. In the midst of all this adversity, I'm going to stay calm. And I'm not going to quit. We get to be here because of it. So, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to pray. I want you just to personalize this. As I pray, if you need to work on patience, just tell God, God, I need, I need more patience. I need you to help me stay calm. I need you to help me not quit. Personalize it. God, we thank you for um, God, just getting to be here tonight, getting to work on some stuff, getting to um, learn some stuff here in this setting where it's safe, where we don't look like screw-ups and we don't have to have terrible examples to people out there in the world and, and, and trial by error. We get to learn here. We get to test this stuff out here. We get to practice it here. So that when we do leave this room and we interact with people that don't know you or that aren't a part of your family or that don't have a reference for any of this, God, then we can, we can share what we know with them. We can, we can bring the truth of who you are to them. And God, tonight as we talk about patience, and it may not be exciting, it may not be the most thrilling topic ever, God, but it's going to be one that is going to change our lives if we will only allow you to, to help us cultivate that, God. God, help us to <clears throat> help us to control our temper. To not lose it, to freak out, hulk out whenever somebody says something or does something stupid or to us or whatever wrongs us. God, help us to just keep our temper, to practice staying calm, to be patient. God, help us not to quit, not to give up. Help us to persevere, help us to keep going especially when things don't seem like they're working. Help us to trust in you that you are God, whether we can see it or not. God, we thank you that you're growing this in each and every one of us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. For more from Relentless, hit subscribe or check us out on Instagram or Facebook.